Welcome back to the All Things Sports Podcast, your number one sports podcast. I'm your co-host, Small Town EP, coming to you once again live from the chilly city of Atlanta. In a week where the NFC East has a complete meltdown in the wild card round, Draymond Green returns to play, and Mike Tomlin walks back his walk out. ATS is back to give you the real in sports. As always, I'm joined by your host. See you soon, June, live from New York. How you doing, man? It's been a week since we uh, since we recorded. Everything is good, man. I, I listen. I got this flickering light here we're gonna deal with so i apologize but other than that man everything is good it's cold as hell we've seen <laughs> snow we're expecting snow uh tomorrow so i'm a little excited there it is i know you had a good time at the heat game uh at the barclays center the night y'all pulled off that overtime dub you was talking that talk coming out coming out the barclays how was that experience hey man it was it was fun i'll tell you that i and it's always fun taking somebody to a basketball game is especially if it's like their first experience or so so shout out to that but um it's always better when the team you go to root for wins the game and it, it's a good time whenever it's just a competitive you know close game back and forth type vibes um, and we got all that in that night so you know obviously there was some banter back and forth and uh man we had a good time shout out to the heat for for getting a win it's been a struggle to score points the last four games or so, but uh, they found a way to win on Monday night. Unfortunately, last night, Wednesday versus Toronto is <laughs> a different story, but we'll talk about it. Hey, man, listen, it's a back-to-back on the road. As a gambler, I would have faded you guys too, but listen, let's get started with some football. The Falcons may have a goat of a head coach in town soon. Bill Belichick going on to the second round of interviews with the Atlanta Brass. With him being about 15 wins away from the all-time win record with, uh, that Don Shula currently holds, if he does get this job in Atlanta, how many seasons do you think it'll take him to break that record? Well, real quick, I did want to touch on the Miami Heat. I didn't want to correct you, but I don't want to let them off the hook. It was not a back-to-back. It was Monday and Wednesday. They had no excuse. They traveled to Toronto and got <laughs> blown out with no effort, and it was disgusting. So that's a shame on them. Um Back to the NFL and Bill Belichick and his legacy, if he goes to Atlanta, I think it would take about two seasons. I could see them, you know, getting an eight and eight, you know, two, two, eight, maybe a eight and a nine win season, if that were the case. But I think that if they maybe hire a younger minded, offensive minded coach in this new age NFL with guys like B. John Robinson, Drake London, uh, Kyle Pitts, hopefully draft a quarterback, you know, trade that number eight pick trade up in the draft and and, and maybe try to get Caleb Williams or Drake May. Uh, they might go for more. And so I don't know if Bill Belichick is necessarily the right hire. It sounds crazy to say that he's a wrong hire, being as though he is one of the most winningest coaches in NFL history. But again, I just kind of resort back to the fact that um, it is a new day and Times have changed in the NFL. Offenses have have been, you know, updated. And not to say he can't go and find him a good OC or a young offensive-minded OC, but uh, if I were the Falcons and if I were, you know, Mr. Blank, I would probably try to look at the, you know, the the younger-minded guys. uh, But who am I? You know, I'm just here on the All Things Sports podcast. You call me, see you soon, see you soon, June, and all that. So I'm not making the hire. Hey, man, I mean, they have the eighth overall pick in this draft. 
which I believe may put them in the range of, you know, maybe Jaden Daniels, something like that. So they, they, they're definitely a lot of people are saying they're a QB away. I do. I don't I don't know if a QB away from being like a playoff and a, a stamp in the NFL, um, but definitely a, a, a good QB because they have a QB, but I wouldn't say they have a qualified quarterback. Um, and I mean, I don't know. Bill Belichick, you know, he loves his tight ends. I, I think it was you that might have referenced that in the group chat. I'm not 100% sure. But he loves his tight end. Kyle Pitts being there. I know he'll make use of B. John Robinson. I do think it'd probably take him about two seasons to get 15 wins with the Atlanta Falcons. Hey, I would love him in Atlanta because I, I mean, I would get to see some of the madness and some of the genius, you know, live and, and direct in effect, right? I know I referenced the NFC East just. Shout out to um, Drake and company, Meltdown, Tea Time, Tea Time, right? I know I referenced just complete meltdown. Jerry Jones, a couple weeks ago, said McCarthy's safe. People were calling for McCarthy's head after the game. You know, if you don't know, I'm sure you do know, you should know that the Dallas Cowboys did drop the ball in the wild card round. What do you make of McCarthy keeping his job? Was that the right decision for the Cowboys uh, at this time? I mean, look, they're coming off of one of their best seasons as far as far as offensive production and what McCarthy was able to do all season. You got to give credit there. I don't I don't think it's wrong for Jerry Jones to to want to have him back. Um, maybe they have to move on from OC. You know what I'm saying? DC. Um, maybe make some staff changes there, or, or I would say more so DC Dan Quinn than than OC, but. I'm not too mad at at them because, yes, they shit the bed, and it was, you know, lackluster, embarrassing, however you want to put it. Uh, I'm sure for Coach McCarthy, very frustrating and upsetting in a in a game that meant a lot to him personally. But that was a very much team effort loss. Like, they, they, they lost as a group. There wasn't a one-sided thing where you're looking at it like, all right, well, maybe if the defense got a few stops or – Maybe if the offense could have put a couple more drives together. I mean, they got, you know, blown out of the waters on all phases. So I think it's more so a credit to Green Bay and what they were able to do against Dallas. But uh, it's not necessarily like an indictment on Mike McCarthy and what he is unable to do. I think him and Dak Prescott were able to really connect this season and uh, figure things out. But Man, it, it's it's really like it's really just like a curse. It's really a curse at this point. Because what what explanation can you give if you're a Cowboys fan or if you as an analyst like this team has everything they need, and since 1996, I'm not gonna say the Cowboys have been the best team, but they've always had a competitive roster. You know what I mean? Always competitive enough to be in a division race. And then if they make the playoffs, you wouldn't just think they're going to get blown out in the wild card or, or, or whatever. But um, for them to go out that way versus a quarterback who's made his, you know, playoff debut <laughs> against a franchise who owns this team in the playoffs as of recent, it's 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 no excuses, man. It's just like, it just happens. Hey, man, three straight 12-win seasons, one and three in the playoffs. I mean, it's tough. I don't, I mean, at the end of the day, I said it in the group chat, I don't, they, you got to keep McCarthy because at the end of the day, I don't know who you're going to go get. I'm a firm believer. And I mean, I'm almost right at this point that Bill will not go to Dallas. That's not somewhere that 
really, I would say, fits his style of 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 coaching. And not only that, it's the it's the Jerry Jones show. You, you can't have a person like Jerry Jones and Bill Belichick in the same building. Granted, you did have Jerry Jones and Bill Parcell in the same building, and Bill Parcell's cut from that same cloth. You know what I mean? But yeah, it, 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 you could definitely sense. Although they were, you know, successful to a to a point, it, it, Jerry wasn't really happiest, and I think Dallas could go zero and sixteen. And if if Jerry's happy, then like it doesn't, yeah. really, it doesn't really matter. For sure, zero and seventeen. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm living, I'm living a little a couple years back, a couple years back. Um, I do think it was a good move to keep McCarthy at this point. Dak did limit the turnovers this season. That was something that he was, you know, criticized heavily on last season. The turnovers were. Uh, you know, kept down to a minimum this season. Obviously, this past weekend, those two picks just kind of just killed, you know, anything, any any type of momentum that they could have brought to get come back in that game. And even though they did, you know, st- you know, turn turn, you know, turn on in in the third quarter in the second half, that that scoreline did not indicate the beatdown that the game really and truly was. Listen, real quick, um, Rabel is interviewing with the Chargers. Harbaugh has interviewed with the Chargers and the Falcons. Is Harbaugh just using these NFL interviews for leverage to get a better contract at Michigan? And I know that there's reports saying that he wants immunity from any any you know punishments that might come. Is he just using these interviews for leverage, or is he actually genuinely interested in returning to the NFL, Drew? I think he has genuine interest. Like I, I truly do think Harbaugh wants to coach in the NFL again. Last time we recorded it wasn't uh maybe a week or two ago kev was on here and he alluded to how you know harbaugh um kind of has earned this right and to me if he is using it as leverage i don't find a problem with it i don't truly feel that way i think that um what he did at michigan for you know the the couple you know what five or however many years he's been there um, I, I'm not even sure how long he's been at Michigan, but what he's been able to do from then to now and actually finally win a championship, um, you got to give him the checkbook at that point if you're Michigan. Now, as far as the NFL, you know, I, I think that um, I wouldn't say like he needs to prove himself as a coach because, again, Kev already mentioned that he is a Super Bowl champion uh, or he went to the Super Bowl, you know, when he coached that. Um, 49ers team back 10 years ago Um, and since then he has been a competitive college coach one of the all-time greats and uh, has now a natty at Michigan so um, whether or whether he isn't whether or whether not he is uh, trying to leverage this contract situation I think he's deserving of of whatever deal he expects for himself I'll put it that way yeah, a thousand percent. I mean, the most powerful man in Michigan at this point, I'm going to say. Whew. All right, man. Divisional round is here. The most exciting time of the NFL season, I think. The wild card is, I think, the most anxious and nerve-wracking time of the NFL season, but the divisional round is the most exciting, personally. Obviously, the championship and then the Super Bowl round comes around. Let's just go in order, man. Texans at Ravens. Has C.J. Stroud 
kind of messed up the rookie quarterback expectation for the foreseeable future because I mean this guy is just blowing the ceil- the, the the ceiling out of the water. What, what do you think about that? Is is he messing up the rookie quarterback expectation for the foreseeable future? I don't know. I don't think so. I think um, you got to take things as they are and for what they are. Like C.J. Stroud, nobody thought he was going to have this type of season, of course. Um, and it's it's also unfair to, like, expect C.J. Stroud out of another rookie quarterback. Uh, we don't see this a lot. This isn't normal. Um, and, and you have to just give credit to how good C.J. Stroud is. So if if it does kind of create that that or like notion that he ruined it i think that's just bad judgment as whoever is you know doing so or saying that because again you'll have great rookie quarterback seasons here and there um you'll have rookie quarterbacks that come in and break some records but more times than not you're going to see the rookie struggle all through the season and there's going to be ups and downs and they're going to have to go through you know, they're what they're not used to, because typically that rookie top five pick is going to come in the NFL as a winner, as somebody who, you know, has a lot of success in college, is not used to losing. Look at a Trevor Lawrence coming into a Jacksonville where they were one of the worst teams in the league for the first few years he was there. And now we're starting to see now that they've got good coaching, they've put some weapons around him. Okay, this is Trevor Lawrence and this is what he can do now. You know, Bryce Young is obviously the guy in, in, in this question who we're all looking at like, well, what's going to happen? Dan Orlowski does a great job of defending him, and, and I, I applaud him because, yeah, bro, like, first of all, if you have the number one pick or if you're drafting in the top five, you shouldn't expect major from your from your team's production. Now, if, you know, your quarterback throws eight touchdowns and 20 interceptions, yeah, you know, there's something to worry about. But when your team doesn't have the personnel to really help and then coach gets fired midway through the season and then the owner, you know, is the owner that he is, like there's a lot that goes into that specific Bryce Young situation that makes you think, hey, maybe if he's in a better scenario, not necessarily a different franchise, but a better scenario with with more help around him, he can be all right. Um, so I... I think it, it would be unfair to, to say that this is the standard or, you know, CJ Stroud did it. Why can't you CJ Stroud is, we need to look at what CJ Stroud is doing and say, Oh my God, this is crazy. You know what I'm saying? I don't <laughs> see anybody else doing this. That's more so the, the attitude that we need to have with that. And I mean, needless to say Lamar on another unanimous MVP run, I think he <clears throat> is, you know, second MVP coming up very soon. Right. On the eve of that, coming up on that, what is a reasonable expectation for CJ Stroud, rookie quarterback, and rookie head coach, right? D'Amico Ryan. What are reasonable expectations for what they can accomplish in this game walking into Baltimore? That they can make it competitive. I mean, they're not expected to win. They're not expected to be here in the divisional round. They weren't expected to be in the wild card talk, and they weren't expected to compete or win their division this year. So that being said, competing, that's what we can expect. We can expect that this team is going to come out and play hard. They're going to be well coached. They're going to be prepared. And we're not going to think, you know, the Ravens have a, a, a bye week into a walk, like a walkthrough. Like, no, this is... 
this is not the team the Ravens really want to play at this point in the season when they kind of are fresh off of their, you know, division clinching and, and they've had this great season with their MVP quarterback. I'm not saying that CJ Stroud and the Texans are going to go into Baltimore and win by any means. I don't think that's going to happen. I think that the Ravens handle business, but again, this team right here is somebody who can really shock the world and somebody who can scare you and make you really, really play detailed football for 60 minutes. So, um, yeah, I think that I think we can expect them to 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 compete on Saturday and make it a game. I want to give a big shout out to everybody in the chat right now. Uh, Cardi in the chat Just right now. Uh, Ganger ATS Thursday. Sneaker lover Matt uh, saying fins up. Ha ha ha. Uh, CJ for MVP. I, I like the energy. I like the energy. Tua for comeback player of the year is very funny. <laughs> <laughs> very funny. Um, and then our own uh, big Kev in the, in the chat saying Broward Ravens. Brill just came in saying C, uh, CJ game. Appreciate everybody showing love in the chat. Appreciate everybody showing love in the chat. Hey, and, and he pointed out Eli Manning had a terrible rookie year. Peyton Manning might have had a worse rookie year. That's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. So, I mean, just judging a, a, a quarterback as a rookie is, is, kind, of, is kind of immature um, in itself. So, uh, give your guys time to flourish. Make sure you build out a roster around them with good coaching in the building. And then after two, three years, if you're not seeing the progression uh, that you'd like week in and week out, make your judgments. But uh, one year, come on. Baltimore, nine-point favorites at home against Houston this weekend. I don't know if I take the minus nine. I do think that Houston makes this I'll tell you what. I'll me. tell you what. I'll tell you what. Take the minus nine. It's not a lock, <laughs> but you got to risk it for the biscuit. And I think that the Ravens, all that I just said as far as the Texans making this a game and keeping it competitive, and this is not going to be a team that the Ravens want to play, the Ravens know what they're up against, right? They know that Odell Beckham put them on a yacht. And what happened the last time Odell Beckham was on a yacht with his teammates with the Giants in the playoff, listen, none of that, none of that. They are going to be uber locked in. They have the MVP on their team. And I think, just me personally, they understand that as, as what I just said. This Texas team is not supposed to be here. Nobody expected them to be here. Let's show the world we are the Ravens with the number one defense in the league, a number, a top three, you know, offense in the league, and a, and a great rushing attack, or a top six, they're the sixth offense in the league, and a top three rushing attack. Let's put it on them and show the world that, one, we are Super Bowl contenders, because that's what everybody's been saying for the last eight weeks. We are Super Bowl contenders. So if you want to be Super Bowl contenders, you can't be playing around with this team in, in Houston. You know what I'm saying? That that team should not should not should not beat you and it shouldn't be a 3-point game and it shouldn't be a 5-point game. It should be a one-score game, a uh, a 7-point game if not more. I like the 9 cuz I think it could be potentially potentially a two-touchdown game. Now, that's if it gets out of hand. I don't think CJ Stroud is going to make too many mistakes. He's a he's a guy that we see when he's under pressure and he has to make something out of nothing, he can do that. So we have to give the respect there. Marlon Humphrey's going to miss this game, which I think is a key blow to the defensive backs in, in Baltimore. But having a number one defense, you're not going to just miss out on one guy, right? You, you got one guy out, you can make that up. And so take the minus nine and and, and just – just bless my cash app when you, when, you know what I'm saying, when you hit, 
about or, eight o'clock, nine o'clock Saturday night. Or at least the ATS cash up that you can find up top in the scroller. Bless us. We do this for the community. I want to go back to the chat real quick, real quick. Kevin's saying he likes the road teams to cover this weekend. Shout out to Ray jumping in the chat. Jay saying Bill's Mafia. We'll get to that in one second. But first, before we get to that, we're going to take it over to the West Coast where the San Francisco 49ers are hosting the Green Bay Packers, Jordan Love and company, going to Santa Clara. 49ers are nine and a half point favorites at home. Does the Jordan Love train end here? I love this is fitting because Ray just jumped in the chat. So does the love train end in Santa? (laughs) Does the love train end in Santa Clara, June? Yeah, unfortunately, man. To me, as much as I would like to see an upset in Santa Clara and and like to see Jordan Love and and his magical season continue, that defense over there is very good. However, the offense in which San Francisco 49ers produce. And what Kyle Shanahan is able to do with that offense and what Debo Samuel is able to do to defensive backs and having just the best running back in all of football. To me, it's a little too much for this Green Bay defense. I don't think that they're going to be able to get the stops needed. Those crucial, you know, second and longs could turn into first down, first down. They're going to get a lot of third down conversions. And honestly, if Brock Purdy does his job where he just doesn't make a mistake, there's no reason, there's no reason the 49ers should lose this game. The offense of the of the uh, Packers can definitely keep up. They can definitely keep up with that team, even though the, the 49ers defense is, is, you know, one of the best in the league. Um, Jordan Love has proved that, hey, on the road, one of the better defenses. We did it last week. Why can't we do it again? I'm not going to say I don't believe in Jordan Love. I'm not going to act like I don't think he has the talent to do so. And Matt LaFleur at that point, is one of the better coaches in January. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's going to, this is another Kyle Shanahan, Matt LaFleur matchup also, you know, this is, this is really yes, sir. More so what it is. But when you have guys like Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and George Kittle, it, it, I don't see a world. What's the, what's the spread? Cause I could see, you know, it's nine and a half. It's, it's yeah, 49 can, is yeah. minus nine and a half. Yeah. I wouldn't, I, I would definitely take, you know, I would definitely take Green Bay plus nine and a half for sure. But, but I, I be let's be fucking for real. That's kind of the quote that we got to use for this <laughs> one. I, I'm not trying to sound like a hater. I do fuck with what Green Bay's doing, but can't can't go with that, bro. Can't go with that. Shout out to Ev though. Ev's in the chat. Spider Ev over there. Yes, and Sneaker Lover Matt feels your sentiment. Says Packers over Niners is a fantasy. I love Jordan Love and Jaden Reed, but it ain't happening. It ain't. Um, I mean, I hey, real quick in the yeah. chat, real quick, e, sorry, in the chat, can y'all let me know if this flickering light is really affecting the show? It's pissing me off, and I'll leave it. But if so, I'll change it. If I, I'll change it to a different color if I have to. My fault. Go ahead, e. Nah, you're good. I would actually, right? I would actually take Houston to cover that nine before I take the Packers to cover nine and a half. No disrespect, Ray. But I just I, I like sneaker lover Matt says in the chat. It's 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 a fantasy. It's out there. Listen, any given Sunday, it could happen, and we've seen a lot of crazy things happen this football season. Um, but I I actually see the 49ers probably making this a two score game late into maybe the third, early into the fourth quarter, and just kind of cruising the rest of the way. Hey, could be wrong. 
I don't know is what it is, as they say. Mm-hmm. Ford Field, man. Let's take it. Let's take it to the to up top in the Midwest, kind of ish. I mean, I know I guess it's the East Coast, whatever you want to say. Tampa Bay, the Bake Show and Company. That's what I'm calling it. Fuck the Lake Show. It's the Bake Show right it's now. It's the Bake Show. <laughs> the Bake Show turned up against Philly this past weekend at the crib. Philly was in the full free fall. We spoke about it numerous occasions in the past couple of weeks. Um, I mean, <laughs> you guys know how I feel about Philly. Anyway. The big show and that defense, man. Philly just had no answer for that blitz. And, you know, I get it. Jalen Hurts, broken finger, whatever. He might want to, you know, legally change his last name because it just doesn't look pretty anymore. Now, seeing what the Buccaneers did to that Philadelphia offense, should Jared Goff and company be weary of this Tampa Bay defense that they're hosting at Ford Field this weekend? Definitely, definitely. Listen, I want to jump back in the chat real quick. <laughs> hey, Matt, bring your ass up on because if I just saw he said LMAO, meet Rod and Peyton Manning because he was a cult is wild. Hey, man, that's the listen, that's he better than your favorite quarterback and he better than your favorite quarterback's favorite quarterback. So calm down, my boy. And he better than Tua, which needs to be <laughs> said for no reason. But I do, I do, EP, to answer your question, listen. That Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense is still coached by Todd Bowles, who is one of the better defensive-minded guys in the league. He's a Super Bowl champion coach. Um, I think that, you know, Tom Brady left, and obviously a lot goes out with that. You know, it's not just the quarterback. It's not you don't have a quarterback. There's there's a lot of little things that Tom Brady brings to the locker room that uh, – you know, the attention to detail and guys responding to, to, you know, a goat in the locker room versus, you know, any other quarterback. But I think Todd Bowles is a very good leader of men. And what he's able to, what he was able to do with this group is keep them together and keep them with that mindset that yes, our quarterback was great. Yes. We don't have them no more. However, you guys are still as talented as you were just two years ago. Like we still have, Shaq Barrett and Levante David on our defense. We still have an all-pro safety in Antoine Winfield. We still have Jamel Dean. You know what I'm saying? So, and and a Carlton Davis. So, yes, yes, they should. Jared Goff definitely has to be careful with this defense. And I know we're not talking about the Lions defense here, but this game might turn into a defensive battle. It might be a defensive battle. I don't see this game going 24 to 31 or, you know, just like it was last week where Jared Goff starts the game for nine of nine and over 100 yards and the touchdown. Josh Reynolds is going off against his old team. I don't see that. Now, I do see David Montgomery being able to get that run game going because, you know, the Lions like to pound the ball. But, man, I I, I could see Tampa Bay's defense being the reason they win this game. And I, I'm going to take the Lions here just more so riding with the hype. I would like to see Jared Goff and the Lions win. They're at home. The, the energy's got to be electric, and it's got to do something. But You're taking a six-and-a-half-point spread, a touchdown? No, I wouldn't take a touchdown. I wouldn't take a touchdown. I, I would say money line, but I wouldn't take the touchdown. I think Tampa Bay could cover six-and-a-half. Um, and, you know, yes, uh, shout to Ray. He said, Lion secondary is sus. It is. It is. It sure is. Um, 
we're going to find out a lot about Baker Mayfield here. He did a he did a great job against the Eagles, but we have to take that with a grain of salt as bad as that Eagles defense has become. The worst secondary no in football. Yeah, no defensive backs. They can't tackle. The tackling looked like UM versus North Carolina in 2020 uh, <laughs> when they ran for 500 yards on us. And so I don't want to get carried away with Baker Mayfield as far as going into Detroit and being able to just throw all over them because the Lions secondary isn't the best. However, Baker Mayfield in the month of December and coming into January has been elite top five quarterback in the league. So we got to give that respect as well. Um, They're saying uh, Winfield is going to have a field day on Baker. I I agree on, on golf. I'm sorry on golf. I agree. I think, I think he's one of the better safeties in the game. And we've seen him impact in the playoffs, in the Super Bowl, in NFC championships. So shout out to Antoine Winfield. But um, you, what do you think? E? You think the Lions are going to win this game? You think the Buccaneers can cover that six and a half? I think as much. Listen, you know how high I am on Dan Campbell. I love the story. He was a part of that uh, 2008-0-16 Lions team. I mean, the GM used to be a car salesman in the 90s, and now he's a general manager of the Lions that are just resurging right now. I love the story. I really do. But take the plus six and a half, sprinkle Tampa Bay money line. I think the road dog comes in and takes care of business. I I just really think that people are underestimating the bake show, all right? The bake show and Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, that's all I have to say. Hall of Famer Mike Evans. You have to put that on. Yeah. You have to put that yeah. on his name. And Chris Godwin. I mean, I, I plus six and a half Tampa Bay money line. Shout out to my boy Krebs. Um, he'll watch this probably. I sent him the link too. Um, he's a Tampa Bay fan from South Florida. What up? Um, I, I, I just I, I see it happening, and I think that the Lions run ends. I don't think. It's their year, personally. Um, I think next year, a little more fine-tuning. I, 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 like I said, I do love Dan Campbell. Like, I think that's what makes me want to take the Lions. And I think that's what probably wants, that's probably what, why the public wants to take the Lions. Six and a half points at home. It's saying, again, three points in the NFL is home field advantage. So six and a half, it's a touchdown, but it's really just a field goal when you really break it down. Um, and I would take the plus six and a half with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Listen, I think um, this is probably the most even matchup. Uh, This is probably the most even matchup here. And the next game we'll talk about, the Chiefs-Bills, it's it's pretty even there, but this is like two, two stories of teams that weren't necessarily expected to be here divisional week. I won't say that the Lions weren't expected to make the playoffs or or win their division, but maybe advance after wildcard weekend, not everybody had them doing so. So um, it's a credit to to coaching, Todd Bowles, Dan Campbell, and um, good quarterback play. We got to give credit to Goff and Baker Mayfield. Now, playoffs, we understand defense is where games are won things slow down you know can you get stops when needed and um ultimately that's why i think i have again the ravens and the 49ers winning those two uh those two first games this is going to be the same reason why uh or (laughs) see here i go kind of kind of contradicting myself (laughs) (laughs) that's on saturday okay sunday's a different story no 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 i'm playing um 
you know what, EP? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with what I'm saying. I do think defenses is gonna get it done this weekend, and the Bucks are going to win. Um, and that's also gonna lead into my next pick for for the next game. If you want to talk about that, absolutely. Um, of course. Listen, I got a big C on my chest. I I couldn't wear the hat because it froze out. I could. I didn't really want to put the the scully on either you know what i'm saying so i got the big c on my chest don't stand for chiefs it's cornell basketball but in my head it stands for chiefs all right the chiefs visiting the bills and i think on one of the pods earlier this week or a week and a half ago or last week i called it orchard park because that was you know the name of it like last year and the year before that or something like that but they changed the name i don't care it's forever orchard park it's like BB&T will always be BB&T back down south where the Panthers play, all right? And the right. AAA will always be the motherfucking AAA down in, in downtown Miami, all right? Now, back to the NFL. We'll get to the NBA in a second. Chiefs at Bills. It's weird for me to say, too. I know it, it just sounds crazy because we all were used to the Bills at Chiefs, but, you know, they got the one game on us. The legendary play that never happened that they had to call back. I don't want to talk about it. I just want to bring it up real quick. Chiefs at Bills. The Bills are three-point favorites at home. So, like I just said, the book saying this is an even matchup. If this was in Kansas City, it would probably be a pick em. I don't really want to talk about the matchup, but I know we will. My question for you is, if Josh Allen loses this game, at home, what is at stake for his legacy at this point? Listen. The, <laughs> the Chiefs have the Bills number. Can I say that? In the playoffs, at least? Yes, sir. Um, this is this is Patrick Mahomes' first road game in the playoffs, correct? Yes, yes, sir. Okay. Outside the Super Bowls, put that out there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a good one, man. I, somebody, somebody said, somebody said. I think it was Matt in the chat. He goes, it was a, it was turnover mafia. Somebody said, shout to Jay. He said hashtag Bills Mafia, and Matt said hashtag turnover mafia. Hashtag Josh Allen didn't turn the ball over versus Steelers and looked fucking elite. Hashtag that. Hashtag so fucking Steelers. Hashtag. That Bills team looked prepared. That Bills team is undefeated since those comments. We all know which comments I'm talking about. And hashtag Patrick Mahomes is coming for that ass. No pause. Hashtag hashtag the Chiefs defense being the second youngest in the league is elite and is ready to force turnovers on the road. And will be the reason, or half of the reason, why the Chiefs come out victorious on their way to another consecutive AFC championship. I think it's just written for Kansas City at this point. I think this is the matchup they don't necessarily want, but they don't necessarily mind either. And this Bills team, I'm going to give them credit, but... Do we think the Bills are going to go eight straight? We think they're going to go eight straight. I don't – eight straight is tough. Eight straight in the NFL is tough, especially when you got to play a real defense, especially when you got to – you know what I'm saying? You facing the best quarterback in the game. Can they do it? Of course. Are they built to do it? Yes. Do they have the home field advantage? I understand. But Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes 
It's just like Brady. Brady, listen, once Brady retired, I told you, EP, I said, this is the new guy that I'm not putting my money against. And I don't care if I'm wrong. I will rather lose money with this guy than lose money trying to fade against him. You know what I'm saying? Like, it don't sit right with me knowing that my money is not in Patrick Mahomes' hands. So, obviously, I'm, I'm being a little funny here, but, but this game is going to come down to can we get first downs and can we get crucial stops and are we going to take care of the football? The Chiefs and Rashid, listen, number four, Rice, the rookie, <laughs> they better put somebody on him. Sneed playing out of his mind right now. Sneed is definitely playing out of his mind. And, wh and, and where's Stephon Diggs? Where's Stephon Diggs? Because where's the 100-yard game? Where's the... 96-yard game, two-touchdown game from Stephon Diggs. This is a top-five wide receiver in the league. Listen, I got Kansas City. I got Kansas City finding a way to win this game. It's going to be a gritty game. I'm not saying it's going to be a low-scoring game, but uh, but I think Kansas City just with the experience they got, and and it's Patrick Mahomes, bro. And And until he's proven to get beat, I don't see it happening. I don't. I don't. He is an AFC championship caliber guy every year. And this team, we spoke about this EP. We spoke about it from week one. And we were saying with Kev, we was like, like, I, like. You were saying you was never worried. Off. You were saying you was never yeah, worried. We can't just write them off, bro. This is, they deserve to be talked about as potential Super Bowl contenders or potential AFC championship hosters. Like, that's what y'all have been. Why would I say that they're not? Maybe now if they get knocked off this year, going into next year, we'll have the, the conversation a little differently. But if they win tomorrow, if they win on Sunday, why would I come into next season when it's September and talk to you and say, I don't think the Chiefs are going to get back there? Of course I think they are because they keep doing it. And this would be the first time that they win on the road in the playoffs. They haven't had to do this. That doesn't mean they can't do it. That means that all the other years they had to do it, or that they were in the playoffs, they were just good enough. They weren't good enough to get home field through the playoffs this year, but they're good enough to make it and good enough to win games and good enough to beat this Bills team. So I do think we see uh, Andy Andy Reid call a master class and Patrick Mahomes back in the AFC Championship against the Ravens. We do got um, the chat right now kind of going crazy. Uh, sneaker lover Matt Dolphins had eight starters out. Hashtag that. Uh, McKelly three thousand. Apparently doesn't matter. We had we were down fifteen players. Look, you guys had a healthy team early on in the season, and you still lost twenty one to fourteen. I want to remind you of that. There's just no excuses. Everybody, like Nate Perk says, everybody's hurt at this point in the season. Can you get the job done? Do you have the mental fortitude to get the job done when it matters? And I'm sorry, guys, we weren't even talking about Miami, but I see you guys in the chat. You know, you gotta show love to the chat. But I want to make sure you guys know. Listen, Miami's a good team, but you guys not you you're just not built like that. You're not hey, built. Yo. Back, hey, Matt, he said, give us give us five minutes, Matt. Give us five minutes. We're gonna get back to you, bro. We're gonna get back to you. Listen, if you're gonna talk about Miami, let's talk about the Miami Heat. We're not talking about the Dolphins. Look, bro, we left them boys, and we left them boys last. You know what I'm right? saying? And eight starters out. Hashtag this. Hashtag it sucks to suck. Anthony Richardson <laughs> missed the whole season. We still almost made the playoffs. We didn't. 
I ain't talking about the Colts on this episode. Let's just have some respect for the other, you know, opponents, the other eight people still remaining. You know what I'm saying? Well-coached teams. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's have respect for those guys. Come Taylor on, man. He was out. Next year's our year. That's that's the narrative you can run with. Next year's our year. We'll see you on the flip side. Shout out to Miami, Delphia, my boy, Wes. It's time for the Bills to beat the Chiefs. We got sneaker lover Matt saying the Chiefs over the Bills. The NFL is behind Josh Allen. That's Rodney. It's crazy. Rodney it's... Rodney is also talking about the Dolphins. I don't need no Dolphins talk in this chat. Guys, have some respect. <laughs> I love y'all. Look, man, this it, it, it's 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 the Mahomes, it's the Josh Allen saga and and the NFL, the script is still going crazy even after the crazy script that was the wild card weekend. The script in the division around it, I'm not going to say it's crazier but they're still writing a masterclass. This is Steven Spielberg writing this, this, is, this NFL is. script hey, right now. NFL Films has had, you know, rest in peace, uh, Steve Sable, he, one of the best film directors in the game. All right? They are not new to this. They are true to this. And um, Matt says, okay, so let's talk about the Chiefs not winning it. That's that's We could talk about that. We could. But let's wait till next week. Because right now, the two guys hosting this show right now, we got the Chiefs winning it right now. So if we're proven wrong, we can run this clip back. You can post it on your social media. Tag ATS Pod Official. Tag ATS Pod on Twitter. Tag Wait Julian. Tag Smalltown.ep. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to post us, tag us. But yeah, right now, it's, it's listen, the Chiefs got to be proven otherwise it's the winner circle it's the winner circle right now and i do have the chiefs winning i do think it'll be a very close game it's probably going to be a one two point game man last second field goal as these hey, games chat. are always coming hey, chat. down to. hey chat hey chat as happy as i'll be if patrick mahomes gets back to another she uh what would this be a fourth consecutive afc champion what, what number is this yeah this is four so i don't i don't know the number but if he gets back i'm gonna be even happier next week or if we record sunday night which we should to be like but guess what they about to lose to lamar jackson and i'm around you know what i'm saying i'm riding with the ravens this postseason <laughs> my team this postseason i want lamar jackson kid from Broward county safe flowers from Broward county get their super bowls lamar jackson to be a two-time mvp super bowl champion super bowl mvp that's what i would like to see and in turn that would mean he beats patrick mahomes at home in the AFC Championship, so let it play out, guys. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not just a Dolphins hater and the Chiefs lover. That's not this. That's not what this is. That's not what this is. If anybody loving anything, it's sneaker lovers Miami. Shout to sneaker lovers Miami. Go to Sawgrass Mall. Go to Bayside, man. Go get you some shit. Shop with Matt and them boys. They are gonna get you right. Tell them we sent you all things sports podcast. That's okay. how you put the plug right there. There it is. There it is. Yeah. Listen, Chiefs. Chiefs pull it off. I think it's gonna be a, a very close game. It's it's like I said, it's the Mahomes and Josh Allen saga. Like you were referencing, I do think the defense is going to be what makes a difference in this matchup. It's going to be a cold, cold night for both of these teams. And both of these teams are used to said weather. So it's going to be a thriller, as they say. A motherfucking thriller. You got anything else for the NFL before we move on to the NBA? Yeah, man. The Chiefs are going to beat the Bills. No, I'm playing. <laughs> nah, we, we hey, it, and bro. how beautiful it. would it be? I mean, listen, as, as a Chiefs fan, lifelong Chiefs fan, how beautiful would it be? Listen, I'm also a Broward County native. I wasn't born there, but I grew up there. Um, how beautiful would it be for Lamar Jackson to knock off Patrick Mahomes in the AFC Championship 
on his way again to another unanimous MVP and a possible Super Bowl appearance. I mean, the script is just is, is set up for 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 a legendary whichever way this goes. Either Patrick Mahomes gets to right. gets to you know what I'm right. saying, or Lamar. Right. You know what I'm saying. However, it's it going to be crazy. It's hey, be let's say let's let let's be honest. Both of these teams got to handle business. We're we're jumping the gun a little bit. I'll say that we are jumping the gun a little bit. The Ravens do have to take care of the Texans, and the Chiefs do have to go on the road and play that Bills team. And I don't want to slouch and act like the Bills are not, you know, them. The Bills have won X amount of games, seven straight games or so, to put themselves in a position to get to the AFC Championship, a place that they don't know how it feels. They haven't been there since the 90s. So it's, it's a tall task for Buffalo. However, they are equipped to do it. The Ravens, on the other hand, to add to what you were saying as far as the legacy and the season, the historic season that it'll be, they're also, for me, as a Colts fan, going to knock off the Texans in route. Like, I couldn't ask for more. All I'm saying. Hey, Wes, comment in, the, comment in the chat what you mean by that. You said Tua is the only reason. By the way, Wes, we apologize, man. The Eagles, they went out sad. They, you know what I'm saying? And hopefully, <laughs> Jason Kelsey comes back next year. You know what I'm saying? So it don't look that crazy. He gets to maybe... You know what I'm saying? Go out on another on another way, like Goddard, AJ Brown snapping on the quarterback. It's a lot going on in the locker room. Changes need to be made. Nick Sirianni still has to meet with Howie Roseman. I believe you guys are going to uh, probably relieve, you know, OCDC something like that. But it was a it was a valiant season. Came to a tough end, but you know it's all love, my boy. Uh, better luck next year. Word to V's. I'll, I'll leave the Chiefs at Bills on this. Earlier this season, I said Sean McDermott will not be a part of the organization next season, and neither will Stefan Diggs. And the loss this weekend will be the catalyst to, at the very least, Stefan Diggs will not be a Bill next season. A lot of NBA trade talk. We can just go, you know, we go cruise right past that. A lot of NBA trade talk. June, what was the most surprising trade rumor or you know trade that was made in this last week for you um i don't know that i'd use the word surprising by the way <laughs> eagles and dolphins went out like some hoes and uh the only ring the bills was getting is that guy who proposed to his girl on the sideline matt you're funny for that back to the <laughs> nba world though i don't know that i i would say surprising i would say uh i would say intriguing when i think about pascal siakam and his fit in indianapolis going to the pacers playing with a guy like tyrese halliburton i mean we've all seen he can do he's up 20 20s twice this season broke an nba record and um how he's able to utilize his bigs how they're able to run the floor with their pace um Siakam really has a good chance to find a lot of success and get back to that 2018-2019 version of himself in Indianapolis. Um, they traded Bruce Brown and a couple picks. Bruce Brown, they signed him this spring or summer, I should say. They signed him this summer, I think in June, after he won a championship in Denver. And it just didn't really work out. I would like to see where Bruce Brown and where Bruce Brown ends up, 
I don't think he stays in Toronto. I think he can go and help a championship team contend. Um, but I'm also intrigued to see where Deon, uh, DeJounte Murray is going to end up. Atlanta Hawks looking for, I think, two first-round picks for him. He just hit a game last night at the buzzer against Orlando. And uh, he's a guy who can really, really help a few teams. The Heat, I'll say that, we need the help. We've got Kyle Lowry on an expiring contract. We've said that Nikola Jovic is available for trade talk. Let's trade them in the first-round pick. We could get them right there. But they also did say that they're not going to be too aggressive in pursuing him. So do I think it'll happen? I don't. Uh, it's unfortunate because something needs to be done by the deadline on the 8th. And when you're looking at an offense in the last four games, they hadn't scored 100 points, got blown out by Toronto last night, like I mentioned in the beginning of the episode. Kyle Lowry, we need production from that role. Like, whether we want to say Kyle Lowry has done stuff for us in the past, whatever the case is, it's not happening right now. And we can't expect Tyler Hero to be the only guy in that backcourt, you know what I'm saying, getting some real, real, uh, being real, real efficient, the only one. So, Pat Riley, Father God, if you guys are listening, please go get DeJounte Murray. Try to get a Tyus Jones or try to get Terry Rozier. Amen. Um, but I could also see DeJounte Murray, you know, to a team like Los Angeles. I'm not sure what they're going to be doing. They said they didn't want to trade Austin Reeves. If they trade D'Angelo Russell, they have to make sure there's a third team or Atlanta wants to reroute him because Atlanta can keep D'Angelo Russell and Trey Young. So, um, is what it is. Kevin, the chat, he said, uh, Lowry started when someone came back into the starting lineup. I'm just saying, I want to say he's talking about Tyler Hero, and conversation does need to be had. I'll, I'll wait till Kev is on the show. I'd like to have that Tyler Hero conversation with Kev, show, not just in the comments, um, but regardless, Kev, Kyle is not the guy for this team. He's not. He's not. And uh, with being on an expiring contract, we got to get some sort of value for that. So that's kind of where I'm at with Kyle Lowry. Also, I've really been a good, a big Kyle Lowry guy. I used to hate on Kyle Lowry when he was in Toronto. A lot of basketball reasons. I don't know the guy personally, so I couldn't never hate on him personally. I don't like his sloppy days and, and you know, kind of whatever. But he, you know, show my respect. And thankfully, he has done some good for us in the playoffs. Um, hit some big shots in some big games, giving us good key minutes. But right now, it's time to move on. It's time to move on. I like that he said that Duncan Robinson is untouchable. He went from, listen, the Duncan Robinson thing, bro, just so let me get this off my chest. He was the best shooter after Steph Curry in this league in 2020. In that bubble, nobody could tell me. He might have been a better three-point shooter than Steph Curry. I'm not going to give it to him, but he might have been. He then got a five-year, $90 million contract in which everybody criticized Pat Riley for. Everybody thought that he was robbing the Miami Heat for $18 million a year. year. Um, And and something clicked last year in the playoffs or toward the end of the season in the playoffs where Duncan Robinson became Duncan Robinson again. And he started to put the ball on the floor. He started to play make. 
him and Bam's relationship got even better than just Duncan Robinson has earned his spot on this Heat team. He deserves, I mean, he's been earned his spot, but he deserves to stay. And uh, the fact that we labeled him untouchable, I, I just love that for him and for his confidence. I think that's going to be big going into the second half of the season now. Let me just catch up on this chat real quick. Uh, oh, you're saying two is the reason why they lost. Two is average at best. Listen, we spoke about that. And again, with all due respect, Wes, you might not have been here when I said it. We're not going to talk about the Dolphins anymore. Right? We got to wait till after the Super Bowl. We're not talking about the Eagles either. So unless we're, we're not even about talking football no more. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I want to. Um, you were going in and out for a little bit. You were still. We heard everything you said, but you were cutting up a little bit. I want to apologize to the listeners for that. And um, I got a question for you. You guys are what twenty four and seventeen, if I'm not mistaken, right right now. First in the uh, first in your division. Ten out of those seventeen win, uh, wins. Wow. Ten out of those seventeen losses have come on the road. And I know, you know, the Heat are the team that, you know, playoffs come around, you guys are, end of the season comes around, going into the playoffs, you guys kick it into a different mode. Are your road woes something that are alarming to you, or are you just kind of taking that right now with a grain of salt as the season goes? Hey, Miami Heat are tied for second at 12. So, you know what I mean? It, it doesn't It doesn't concern me. I think that this is not the final edition of, uh, you know, of the roster, um, I would hope if not, I should say. So we're gonna really have the conversation after the eighth, or, you know, on the eighth after the deadline when we see what this playoff roster is gonna look like. But right now, no. I mean, it, it, you know, you'd like to to be a little better, but number two, we're tied with like four teams in the. Uh, we're tied with like four teams in the. On and we're one game out of first for uh, road wins, and that's Minnesota thirteen. We have twelve, so no, I think we're I think we're fine where we're at right now. We have to what we're trying to do offensively, game in and game out. We're struggling to, to buy a bucket, and um, I don't, you know, I don't want to effort because. I was at the game on Monday, you know, and, and this team, it's not something you really have to question with this team, effort. But last night, last night, effort was crazy. Effort was crazy. And I have no more, no more on last night. No more on last night. But uh, Yeah, I, I, I peeped. I watched some of that game. And it, it, it again, you know what I think? I think Jimmy enjoys being being down in the game so he could just turn up and like maybe spark a comeback i think he enjoys that part of the game of being the underdog you know being down as far as the score is concerned and then just making you know all the fans and everybody eat all their words about how you guys were about to lose i think he really enjoys that but i don't i i think that you know the uh fatigue caught up to the team a little bit um, like you said, no excuses. It wasn't a back-to-back. They did have a, a, a day of travel in between. Um, but that was just, you know, it, I was looking at that, and it, and it sparked that question as far as, you know, you guys being uh, 10, and, uh, 10 and 7 or 7 and 10 on the road this season. But, hey, like I said and like you referenced, first in the division, everything's clicking right now. I also think you guys will be okay. You guys are, again, that team that 
Yeah. When it matters the most, it, everything clicks, and you know, it yeah, happens. We're also seven games. Don't be proud of it. You got, you know, you got to be proud of, of, of certain things along the way. So right now, we're not exactly where we want to be. I would like this team to finish as a top three seed in the East. I think we are a top three seed in the East, but um, it'll come together. It'll come together. You got anything else on the NBA uh, before uh, we get into a little bit of EP's EPL table real quick? Um, I, I feel like I have a, a thought. I'm interested to see what the Lakers do because that's a team right there that if they if they do figure something out, you have to worry about LeBron. You know, this is a Western second team, you know, second place team in the West last year. Lost to the Nuggets. Obviously, nobody was beating that Nuggets team. Like Anthony Davis is starting to really, really find a rhythm, and um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just interested to get out of the for the next the next month and a half. Before we move on to the NBA, I hate to bring it down to a somber tone, but I do want to give a moment of silence and a rest in peace to the Warriors assistant head coach Dejan uh, Dejan Milojevic. Uh, that passed suddenly and out of nowhere, unexpectedly. I wouldn't say out of nowhere, but unexpectedly the other day. Uh, I do know that Darko, say his last name again for me, June, because I always mess it up. I don't want to mess Rajakovich. it up. Rajakovich. Right? Darko Rajakovich, good friend of his, um, was Milojevic, and he took a play. His first play against you guys was a play out of Milojevic's playbook, and they scored. Um, he was very emotional after the game, lifelong friend, so I definitely want to give a quick, you know, an RIP and a quick, you know, 10 seconds moment of silence for a second before we move on to uh, EP's EPL corner. Appreciate the listeners for sticking through this live with us. I say it every week. I say it every episode. You could have been anywhere in the world on this beautiful Thursday evening, but you were here with the ATS family, and we appreciate you so much for that. A couple games in the English Premier League this weekend. Uh, not a crazy weekend, but semi-important weekend before we get back to FA Cup uh, play. Arsenal, as you can see in the ticker up top, does play Crystal Palace. They are third in the table, right? Uh, sorry, fourth in the table behind Aston Villa, who just tied this past weekend uh, with, I'm sorry, with Everton. Yes, with Everton. That was a crazy game. Uh, shout out to LRMP, Less Risk, More Profit. Me, Gio, and Ant were tapped into the Aston Villa game because, again, Aston Villa is playing out of their mind at this point. Um, and, again, they have some league. Uh, they got some cup play to think about. They got the league to play to think about. They are tied as far as points are concerned with Man City right now. But Man City, as you know, likes to run up the score on everybody. So they are being... Uh, Man City does have a nine-point goal differential on Aston Villa, which does put them in second place. But keep in mind that Man City does have FA Cup, they have English Premier League to worry about, and they have Champions League to worry about. So I think this is going to be a great time in this February that's coming up uh, for Aston Villa to kind of just hunker down, tap in, and make a run for uh, top three in the EPL. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, once again, this was the Thursday night NFL Divisional 
round episode of ATS. We appreciate you so much if you're tapped in on the live. Thank you so much for tapping in with us. If you're listening on all streaming platforms, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Google, we don't care. We love you. We appreciate you. We will see you Sunday night. We will see you Sunday night right after the divisional round. Nothing else to say. We'll see you guys Sunday night.